Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show sitting here sitting over there in the jump seat today at the controls trying to steer this thing on the road the duchess of the dorks apparently feeling better yeah Pickle. went to the doctor yesterday got a lot of medicine mm-hmm. took so, said medicine feeling much better <laughs> is that why like is that why there's just like crayons scribbled on the wall everywhere was that you no that was ish she just came in in a mood ah. He came in. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> I understand. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It is Rob Hadaway, Daniel Agnew, Tommy McMahon, and Jacob John. Hi, guys. In, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, Powers is here. Yeah, hey. a bitter, a, a now bitter Powers. Oh, because why? it was a I facade. Because it was, it was claimed to be allergies, and I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't oh, allergies. Yeah, I knew it no, wasn't. No, it is. It was a bunch of allergy medicine. Uh, I'm not. I feel like this is Ruxin from the league. Whenever he got his, <laughs> I, I look. I'm just saying that we just came back from a break, right? Um, over the holiday. I don't know about you. Over the holiday, I had a couple of, of adult beverages. Yes, right. Over sure. the, right over the course oh, of a couple good of days. God, but still it not was the holiday. Cedar I mean, sometimes, sometimes you have that. a real wicked receipt. You know what I mean? For some of those things. I'm just saying, I'm look, I'm just I'm a capital J journalist. I'm just asking mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. I would say the adult beverages is actually what fins off the sickness because I've had no sickness. Yeah, and you're still drunk. Boom. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. It's 323 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 880. 880, that's Will Clark's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, friends. Powers is here from Next Level Athlete. We're going to talk this week in recruiting, including <clears throat> the latest twists and turns in the Zach Evans saga. This will be fun. We'll talk about that. And then, back after the show, we got a new piece up on TexasFootball.com, our six-year program rankings. We'll talk about what they are, how they're calculated, who's at the top, who's at the bottom, all of those things coming up to you. 
shortly. Uh, a programming note, as I mentioned yesterday on the show, we will not have a show tomorrow. Tomorrow I am heading to Waco to go to Reba Campbell's funeral, so I will not be here, so we will not have a show. I, I asked Ashley if she wanted to do a show, and she goes, do you I have are to? so full and of I said, fake news no. today. This and is, she you, said, this is the furthest thing from a capital J journalist. And she, said, and she said, well, okay, uh, broke boy. And then she grabbed me by the collar and threw me up against the wall and she said if you ever ask me that again okay the second part might be true on that one with the cannons but uh, right. the first part no <coughs> anyway I'm Greg Tepper <laughs> yes let me do the intro real quick okay I'm Greg Tepper that's Greg Powers and this is this week in Cruton it's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete follow him on Twitter at gpowerscout follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at next level D1. Okay. Is it this microphone? No, it's this microphone. Move that microphone. There you go. Just get it out of the chair. Put it in the chair. Put in the chair. Now. There we go. There we go. I, I, everyone wants to see your beautiful face. Who's producing this? Who's it's, producing this? I don't know. First, it's the first time in you're here in mood. 2020. I want to make sure we do this right. Right. Hello, everybody. Greg Powers here. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the future. 2020, uh, which feels like the future. It is. The year 2020 sounds like a futuristic it year. It does. Is that when the Jetsons? Was when it? did oh. the Jetsons happen? I well, feel like that was like... In the comments, let us know when the Jetsons happen. All right. <clears throat> it's this week in recruiting. We're talking recruiting with Greg Powers, the next level athlete. Uh, this is the first time we've had you on since um, before early signing day. Yeah, signing. Before, I think it might have been signing day. Because early signing day was the Wednesday of state oh, championship yeah, that's true. game. It was the week mm -hmm. before. And so it was the week before. Um, let's talk. Oh, we got your this week recruiting up on TexasFootball.com. Let's start with your prospect on the rise. Your uh, your prospect on the on the on the rise rather is uh, uh, Daywan Lofton. Yep, uh, the wide receiver, 2021 wide receiver from Fort Worth Northside. Fort Worth Northside, not exactly a bustling recruit hub, but they got a good one in uh, Daywan Lofton, who is uh, about to take off in, in a big way. This is a guy who's getting offers uh, from all over the place, and, and suddenly you got places like Alabama, LSU, and Ohio State on him. Well, what I actually kind of explained Daywan as some sort of hybrid uh, between Dontre Wilson and – Marvin Mims, I mm. guess. You know, it's something like that. He's a he's a really good wide receiver, but he's a he's a deadly threat in the open field when he has the ball in his hands. And his recruitment is just now starting to take off, and I think that you'll see it hit a peak uh, here over the next four or five weeks. He's one of the ones who's going to be coming to uh, the next level athlete top Texas Top 100 Showcase in Dallas on January 19th at South Lake Carroll, and I think he's going to open up a lot of eyes at that camp when uh, a lot of the media and people in attendance there actually get to see him compete alongside some of the other top prospects in the state. He is definitely very, very good. And right down the road from TCU, wouldn't be a shock if the Horned Frogs are one of the programs that uh, steps up and offers him very soon, uh, joining Duke, Kansas, and Virginia Tech. His first three offers are all P5. Yeah, uh, Northside is a program that at one point they did have, they put out a, a couple of big players, but we're talking back in like the... I can't remember me. I can't remember no, covering. No, no. I'm talking. I'm talking like in the 50s. Like Yale. Uh, like Yale. Larry went to Northside, wow. and like Marion Pugh went to Northside. These are guys. Uh, the, the most notable uh, alumni there are like Rogers Hornsby from a baseball okay. player, and then the great Bob Schieffer. 
This is not exactly a football powerhouse, and yet they've got this dude here. And when you watch, I mean, you're watching the film, and, you know, playing a lot of Fort Worth ISD squads, it's pretty clear from here, oh, this is the best player on the field. Right, and he, I went and watched him at a 7-on-7 practice uh, this week, and it's a team that, you know, Team Flex is the team that he plays for. They have a team that's loaded up with pretty good, good wide receiver talent you know guys like Armani Winfield and uh, some others on that team Jay Michael Sturdivant from Flower Mound Marcus and Daywan was he was right up there with those guys not missing a beat he he, he's very very talented he'll 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 be a double digit 20 25 offer guy in my opinion Uh, also very friendly off the field all smiles and very well spoken yeah this guy is is going to be a name to know Uh, Daywan Lofton the wide receiver from Fort Worth Northside. Let's get to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week uh, is a guy that we've I know we featured on this uh, per, on this segment before, uh, but it's Klein Oak, defensive back. But in high school, I mean, basically he's like an athlete. He kind of did a little bit of everything for for Klein Oak. It's Dwight McLaughlin, and he has uh, announced his uh, this one. He has announced <laughs> his commitment to LSU. Uh, this one makes me mad a little bit because I had <laughs> predicted LSU as yeah. the school that he was going to commit to. Then he released the top two of Baylor and Virginia Tech. So, of course, you have to switch your prediction right. away from LSU <laughs> when, you, when someone announces a top two. Dwight McLaughlin just clowning and, powers. And LSU's not one of those two programs. Then he goes and absolutely balls out at the All-American Bowl, has an uh, interception, returns it for a touchdown, uh, lockdown coverage against some of the top wide receivers in the entire country. Uh, LSU misses on Jalen Kimber, who did sign with Georgia, opens mm-hmm. up a spot. LSU comes back into the picture. Boom, Dwight McLaughlin commits to LSU. Greg Powers, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to go on record as being wrong now. Yeah. So there you go. But this is a very good pickup for LSU, uh, a guy who has a safety frame and cornerback coverage skills, uh, great hips, and he's been on the radar for a long time, picked up offers from coast to coast, and picked LSU over, you know, offers from Baylor, USC, and Virginia Tech. Yeah, so you, you you know, he, he played kind of all over the field for, for Klein right. both ways, but you he projects as a defensive back there for, uh, for LSU. Yeah, and I think that he could really – I mean, he, he's one of those bigger defensive backs who could truly play corner. Um, but if that doesn't work out, he has the size of a safety, so there's some versatility there and some position flexibility that I think uh, the LSU coaches will be able to enjoy once he gets on campus. It's Greg Powers, the next little athlete, joining us for this week in recruiting. Um, let's talk about our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is a guy that actually, and this is true, I was I literally just typed his name on my computer because – uh, I'll be hosting the uh, four player of the year banquet with Aaron okay. Hardigan coming up in a couple of weeks. He was a player of the week in the private school ranks. We're talking about Parish Episcopal quarterback Preston Stone, 2022 uh, prospect. Um, this guy is like, it seems like every single year there is at least one and usually about two or three big time private school quarterbacks. Right. Well, get to know this name. This is a guy who is going to be like the the spark there and this is a um, this is a big commitment for SMU. The ponies haul in Preston Stone from Dallas Parish Episcopal. And he's the first underclassman to ever commit during the broadcast of the All American Bowl. We've always seen these guys go into the game and don their the hats of their favorite school who are playing in the game, but this is the first time that they opened it up for an underclassman to actually mm. do that on TV. And that that may be the wave of the future because some of the All-American games, in my opinion, have lost a little bit of the shine due to the fact that most of the players within them are now already signed 
when that game starts. I think a lot of the intrigue behind those games was that some of the players are making their decision or are undecided or unsigned when that game's going on. So you could have, you know, a Texas commit talking to a Texas A&M commit why he should sign with Texas instead of Texas. Well, that's all gone now. So um, maybe a little bit of the wave of the future have more underclassmen be involved in that. Uh, Huge commitment for SMU because Preston Stone is the foundation of that 2022 class now uh, that the Mustangs can build their Mm -hmm. recruiting efforts around. Yeah, and this is a program – this is a class maker. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like Preston Stone is a is a headliner for their class, and they already haul him in. Um, this guy is, yeah, quite special, and and a guy that I think you're going to hear a lot about. Um, but but you know, a huge get for Sonny Dykes and company. Um, but he is, uh, yeah. I mean, that the what's interesting is he commits, and then that what his commitment came like. Literally the same day as Rhett Lashley the next was, day, maybe the next day after. Yeah, Rhett Lashley, the offensive coordinator, got uh, hired for to be the offensive coordinator in Miami, uh, but Preston Stone said, "Nope, uh, this is still my place. I'm still going to go here." And I actually spoke with him a little bit about that at, after he made his announcement there in San Antonio and asked him kind of if that would have any effect on uh, his recruitment since it happened in such a tight window. He was probably already, you know, at least silently committed mm-hmm. to SMU before he made that decision. Um, and he said that it wouldn't have any bearing on his status there because he has full confidence in what Sonny Dykes is going to do to replace uh, Coach Lashley. It's going to be it's going to be really really cool. Uh, Preston Stone staying home to play for SMU. Uh, finally, let's get to our recruit of the week. There have been some comments about this one. Let's talk about Zach Evans. Okay, let's so, do it. So Zach Evans is the running back from Galena Park North Shore. He was on the secondary cover of this magazine. Um, he is the uh, number one prospect, uh, according to us, right? We have yes, number one. Still, he's our number one prospect at, the, at TexasFootball.com. Um, it has been a month for Zach Evans. Uh, Zach Evans, you'll remember if you uh, did not play, he was a let's call him a late scratch for the state championship game against uh, Duncanville. He did not play in that game. Um, he goes and he plays the All American under Under Armour All America game. Uh, he wins the MVP honors. He right. runs for 64 yards and a touchdown. Um, he had signed a letter of intent to play for Georgia. And then Georgia basically released him from his letter of intent. Correct. Can you explain to me what's going on? I can try. You can try. This I is try. this is. I know that there are bizarre recruitment sagas that go on. But the twists and turns that this has taken, there have been like six or seven different dates that he was going to be, uh, that he was going to, you know, he was going to make sure that he he, he com- uh, committed. In the end, uh, he is still uncommitted as of this moment um, after Georgia releases him from his letter of intent. Well, first off, let's get to what can happen now. Yeah. He missed the playoff game to take the ACT test. Mm-hmm. I think that was the semifinals. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he missed the first yes, first half. This, yeah, the first half of like first half of the playoff game to take the ACT, the, which was those results should have been available um, sometime soon after Christmas. Right. So if everything is secured academically, he is still a prospect who could enroll early at a college of his choosing. Mm-hmm. I. Don't think that you have to see Zach Evans make a commitment. 
No. He doesn't have to make an announcement. He doesn't have to have a press conference. He can just, he show, can up. just show up on campus at the school that he wants to attend. And to, to be honest with you, if it were a prospect who was underneath of my guidance, I would probably say that's the way to go in, at this point in, yeah. in, the, in this whole thing. I mean, why do you need now um, – more spotlight on you if you're Zach Evans. I mean, he's the number one player in the state, and that's justifiable based on his talent. This isn't. This is a year where that number one player can be up for debate, and it is up for debate. We have three guys in the top three with Zach Evans, uh, Demond Demas, who didn't play his senior season and didn't play in the All American Bowl, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is a tremendous uh, wide receiver talent headed to Ohio State. I think any one of those three guys could be considered as the number one player. Uh, but based on talent, Evans is still one of the more talented running backs I've ever seen in Texas high school football. So another debate, another show. Maybe we can talk about number one. Um, but don't be surprised if Zach Evans just shows up on your favorite school's campus as a student athlete in the next couple weeks. That's interesting. And, and it's just, you know, it has been a bizarre saga. And uh, I want to be careful with what I say here. Some of it, I think, is of his own making. Some of it, I think, is not. Um, and in the end, uh, he's going he's gonna to play college football. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he's, gonna, he's not going to sit at home. Okay, yeah. He's not going to sit at home. That's fair. But it is, it is one of the more, especially for a high-profile and, and literally the high-profile recruit in this state, he is, it, it is, it is really pretty rare to see something like this happen. Uh, where we've now gotten to, you know, it's not uh, it's not rare for a team for a guy who's like the number one prospect in the state to wait till National Signing Day, at least it, it, the way it used to be right. before the early signing period, to commit. But to commit and then to have a team release you from your letter of intent is, if you are thinking that's bizarre, that's different. You're right, it is. That is that is. And unique. in all fairness, I think it's we should point out that we don't know if Zach Evans asked to be released out of that right. letter of intent or if Georgia is the one Correct. who decided to push the envelope and say we want to release you from that and without knowing the answer to that question it's probably a bit unfair for us to speculate Correct. on really exactly how it all went down long story short Zach Evans is not going to be heading to Georgia and now the opportunity is there for some other programs who would be interested to have Zach Evans on their roster to step in and uh, tried to get him on their campus, and I can't remember when the dead period ended, but I know that Zach Evans can't sign another letter of intent. I think that's I don't I some of the NCAA rules. I'm a little bit right. Well, I don't want to I don't want to misspeak on exactly what can happen, but I, I'm not sure the legality of who can talk to him and when. Right. So that's the latest. I think it's I think it's good though that he's been now that he's been let out. I think that colleges now can. Yeah, I believe come that's back correct. in and 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 talk with him now. So other now than, that it's official. Other than that, though, it's been pretty slow in recruiting. Yeah, not uh, not busy at all. Not a whole not a whole <laughs> lot of that. Uh, we've got some. Um, your uh, the, there are a couple of big next level athlete events coming up. Yeah, we have uh, the next level athlete Texas Top 100 Showcase events coming up. We will be in Houston at Barbers Hill on January 18th, mm -hmm. the morning of, and then the afternoon of January 19th will be at South Lake Carroll. And I have to be honest with you, my phone's been blowing up. The uh, recruit lists at both of those camps. It's 
going to be a very good year. It's going to be very excited about these camps this year. It's going to be an excellent year, and of course, we'll have complete coverage for you at TexasFootball.com/slash/recruiting. He's Greg Powers from Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Powers, appreciate your time. Let's do it. Do y'all want to hear the answer to the uh, Jetsons thing? Yes, actually, yeah. let's get to that real quick. Um, so Tony gave us the whole backstory real fast. So that says, is not surprising. And the cartoon itself never states the specific year, though characters often refer to living in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. However, promotional materials and the articles at the time, so if they were reading a newspaper, I guess probably sure. not a newspaper, but um, it explained oh. that the Jetsons were living exactly 100 years into the future, so it would have been 2062. 2062. Hmm. So yeah. we got to get to space and, twi- and get flying so cars. Flying cars comes in. We're in only in Back to the Future era. And the robot. Yes. Yeah. Back to the Future. We've still got the, quite yeah. a bit of time. And Rosie. Rosie was the name of the robot? That's right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think we passed it, Rosie the robot. I think we've got, yeah. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Have you seen the Walmart robots? Do y'all not have robots in your Walmarts? They stock no, the I, shelf. No, I live, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. I live in a, a poor part of the town well i mean apparently. it's in a walmart yes I I, you probably don't shop at a walmart but apparently apparently money bags I, over here goes to ro- ro- rosie the robot walmart robo markets there you oh, go yeah. all right we'll see you next thanks week. powers bye <laughs> we're we're texas football today we're here every week at noon on texasfootball.com talking football on the lone star state you can follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbell's and of course see us at texasfootball.com texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football college football and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right. Let's talk about something that went up on TexasFootball.com on Monday and something that I worked on um, over the course of the last week. It's it, it was something we unveiled last year that we are now going to update every single year, and I feel really pretty good about it. And we are talking about our six-year Texas high school football program rankings. Um, what we do is that we take all the data that we can gather and what we determine to be the determining data of what makes a Texas, how you measure a great Texas high school football program. And we put it into a little stew. We stir it up and then we pour it all out and we see where it goes. It's the exact method. That's the exact method. Uh, But basically what we do is for every Texas high school football program that has fielded a varsity team in the last six years, the UIL programs, um, we rank them based on the following criteria. It's games won, it's winning percentage, it's 10 win seasons, it's state championships, and it's state championship game appearances. To me, the reason we chose that, if you're asking me why we chose those kind of different elements... I would say that I think that those are ways of measuring successful seasons mm-hmm. in the sense that um, obviously if you make a state title game and win a state championship, that is good. But there are only X number of teams that do that. And so if we were to just use that, we would have, I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I don't have it for me. 48 teams right. that would be above all the other teams. End of story. Yeah. Right. Beyond that, there are great teams that never make it to a state championship game. That's right. True. And so that's why I wanted to include a team like oh, something like 10 win seasons, because if you win 10 games in a season, I think it is. I, I think it's fair to say you had a good season. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. We also took winning percentage. Obviously, you know, whatever the number of games you win against the number of games you lose. I think that's important. The other one is games won. And that's not just, oh, they won 15 games. It's like how many games out of how many you could have mm-hmm. won. Basically, here's the scale. The scale is. 
if over the course of six seasons, you go for an 11, we'll use 11 man numbers for this. Uh, six man numbers are a little bit different. If you go 96 and 0 and win six state championships, your rating is 100. That is a perfect rating. If you go 0 and 96, then it is, uh, then you, uh, it's a zero. It is a not perfect rating. It is, an, it is, an, it is a perfectly <laughs> well, it is imperfect a perfect, rating. Yeah. <laughs> perfectly imperfect rating. Luckily, we don't have any of those. But that's how we measure it. And some there are other people who ask, well, why do you do six years? Why don't you do 10 years? Why don't you do three years? Why don't you do that? To me, six years is one and a half graduation cycles. Mm-hmm. And as a result, that would mean that if you have a truly transcendent, one truly transcendent class, you cannot only rely on those four years. You have to have things on either side of it or before or after. That is, to me... The, the reason that, that we spread out. The other thing is that why you don't, why I want to have a big enough sample so that it is uh, not, so that one particular great year doesn't have undue influence on the entire thing. So, for example, if you go 0 and 10, this, this is not happening to any team, but if you go 0 and 10, 0 and 10, 0 and 10, 16 and 0. Oh, yeah. You're still, like, are you a great program? It's complicated, right? But in the end, you would be measured against all of those things. Yes, you'd get a bonus for the state championships and things like that. But to me, the six years spreads it out far enough that we're able to see uh, what teams are, you know, what teams are, are rising to the top and what teams are not. couple of things. You'll, mention, you'll notice that I mentioned six years. That means that there are some very notable programs that are not eligible for this. Mm-hmm. Most notably, we do have a state champion who's not eligible. I was going to say Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek. <laughs> Shadow Creek is not in the rankings. Shadow Creek, if you're interested, would be, I believe, in like the, the 60s uh, of program rankings. And that's amazing considering they have Started only... two years yeah, ago. <laughs> considering they, like, like their, their games won is what? They've won 31 games. It's mm-hmm. 31 out of 96. Like yeah. they are, they, they're getting dragged down by that. But obviously they've been fantastic. So they're not they're not eligible. There are also a number of teams, especially the six man ranks, as well as teams like Sabine Pass and Roby, that didn't field a team this year. As a result, they get knocked out of the rankings. So when you take a look at the rankings, you see them. Insiders can see them at TexasFootball.com, but uh, but I've also got uh, kind of a, a free thing that you can take a look at that'll kind of give you a big like if you just want the top line numbers, the top ten in the rankings uh, are number one has is unchanged. It's still Alito. Alito is um, a remarkable uh, ninety and five over their last six years, which means that they have played one fewer game than the than the maximum. That's spectacular. They they have been you know between that they've been in five title games. They've got four championships in that span. They were number one last year. They're number uh, number one this year. We have a new number two though, and they're new to the top ten. It's Richland Springs. Richland Springs, winners of their ninth state championship, they have vaulted up to number two in the rankings from number 12 a year ago. Refurio's number three, Highland Park number four, Canadian five, March six, Bremont seven, Carthage eight, Allen is at nine. They're actually down seven spots. Uh, and then West Orange Shark is number 10. If you're interested, right outside the top 10, uh, Gunner, La Vega, Newton, North Shore, and Borden County. So there are some changes at the top. Um, obviously, if you win a state championship, that does good things for you. You'll notice that those are teams that have that have uh, that are up near the top. It's crazy how that works. 
We did because it's a realignment year. We did add a number of teams because they are now they've now played six seasons. We've mm-hmm. realignment cycle is two two years. If you've played in three realignment cycles, that means you're in. So, for example, number 55, checking in for the first time, is College Station. Mm-hmm. Of course, they won the state championship back in 2017. They are there at number 55. Pretty remar- pretty amazing. The next highest-ranked new team is number 320, Sherilyn Pioneer, followed by Corpus Christi and London, Frisco Independence. Uh, Katie Tompkins is the only other newcomer in the top half of the, in the, top half of the rankings. Uh, we're the, the top five teams that are not ranked because they have not played six seasons. Number one would be Shadow Creek. Uh, shouldn't be surprised. Number two, number two is Midlothian Heritage. Number three is Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. Number four is Frisco Reedy, and number five is Northside Harlan. Those are the f- uh, those are the five highest ranked teams that are presently ineligible. Uh, teams. What I, one of the things I love doing is taking a look at which teams made the biggest leap because you kind of got to get lucky. It's not just that you have to have a great year in 2019, but you kind of need to have the last year that is dropping off be a bad one, one that's dr- one that's dragging you down. So, for example, Lampasas is the big mover this year. They're up 433 spots in the rankings, which is crazy. They were uh, number 966. They're now number 533, making that leap because of their impressive year. Gladewater Sabine made a big leap. Corpus Christi Miller, Vanderbilt Industrial, and Friona also made big leaps. Those are largely, not only did they have great years this year, but... They also, 2013 cycles out, and that was a bad, and year, that was a bad year for all four yeah. of those teams, or all five of those teams. On the flip side, if you're losing a great year, and you replace it with a bad one, that one hurts. you're going to tumble. <laughs> New Boston is the one that, that strikes me. New Boston, I believe 2013 was a semifinal year for them. Oh, they wow. made it to a semifinal. They had a bad year this year. They're down 471 spots. They are. Uh, they are now. It definitely is a. Uh, it can work vice versa. Yes, they were. They're down to number nine nineteen. Um, if you're interested in just kind of small things, the highest rate six eight team is Allen, five eight Toledo, four eight Carthage, three eight Canadian, two eight Refugio, and one eight Richmond Springs. One thing I always find is interesting is that you get to take a look at teams that you never think of having the exact same resume, but they do. Mm-hmm. Katie and Mason had the same resume. Yeah. Uh, they are both seventy five and nine. They have a title, two title game appearances, and six ten win seasons. Uh, the highest-ranked team without a state championship is number 19, uh, Argyle. The highest-ranked uh, team without a state championship game appearance is number 35, East Bernard. And the highest-ranked team without a 10-win season is number one, 311, Georgetown. So that's a quick look at the uh, at the program ranking. You can find them at textfootball.com. Um, one thing I did need to know, and I, I tweeted about but I'll say it. If you checked on Monday, check again today. Because there was a snafu with North Shore. For yeah. some reason, the, the computer and the formula did not calculate in their state championship this year. As a result, they made a pretty big leap. I think they were like 20, and now they're 14. So if that is of interest to you, uh, then check that out. It's at TexasFootball.com. We rank every one of the Texas high school football uh, state championship game uh, teams from 1 through 1,100 and is it 90 this year? 1,189. 89, yes. 89. If you, if you are interested, if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, the lowest-ranked team in Texas High School football in our program rankings is Quitman. Quitman is 1-58 in their last six seasons. So there is a look at the Texas High School football program rankings. You can find them at texasfootball.com. And remember, they are for insiders only. So become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. 
Well, my final thought the whole time that we were doing that was I think it's so funny that we all went to school and got journalism or journalism related degrees mm -hmm. and then now we use a bunch of math. Oh, I know. Like I think about that a lot. It's <laughs> like I suck at math. But what's funny is that the only I only took a couple of math classes uh -huh. in college. Um thankfully. But one of them was statistics. And I was actually pretty good at that. Yeah. I think what I'm bad at is theoretical math. Yeah, that's fair. If you are just asking me to take these numbers and find a, like... Like plug them in an equation and yeah. it's actual numbers and not letters. And, like, find a trend. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can do that. What I can't do is, like, solve for Y. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah, that's fair. I just think it's funny. Like, yeah. And I, I enjoyed math in high school and stuff like that. Like, I... Mm. I that never had an issue with math, and then I got away from it in college, and now that I look back, it's like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't go into anything that had to do uh, math-wise, but I just think that's funny. Um, the only other thing, and this was asked while Powers was in here, we didn't have a chance to get to it, so I don't know if you know the answer, but um, Joe asked, uh, has been Crockett, <laughs> oh, excuse me, Oh no. Have has been Crockett been recruited anywhere? Uh, no, no not, not, not that I know of. Uh, ben Crockett is, um, <coughs> is, 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 from what I understand, last I heard that there were a couple of small, uh, smaller colleges like D2 programs kind of sniffing right. around on him. I would love to see him get a look yeah, from absolutely. somebody. I um, think he needs to, especially in, in Division Two. take yes. a chance on the kid. I think there's, I think that, you know, to me, I think, yeah, I, th I think if you are a team like... If you're a team like West Texas A&M, yeah, why not? why not? Like he's out there, you know. He's, he's, a, he's a big old kid, and he'll, you know, his family will show up and absolutely. all that. Absolutely, well, you know, he comes from he comes from a good family, comes from good stock. The whole town of McLean will show. Yeah, up they'll at all that buy point. they'll all buy buffaloes. Like, do it just for that. Yeah, exactly. Just sell a bunch of buffalo shirts. You get a shirts. bunch more yeah. fans just off of the one recruit. Yeah. So anyway, no, I'd like to see that. I'll check in on it. I'll 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 text his coach and see what's going on. But uh, but I would like to see that too. I think we were all impressed by by what Ben Crockett did for McLean at the six man level. Absolutely. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Remember, we are off the air tomorrow, but we will be back on Friday. So follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Greg Powers and Next Level Athlete for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Friday on Texas Football Today.